Sie hören Sport und Musik. In a world where fans fight over whether to call it football, football, or soccer, two German men defy the odds and call it Fußball. <clears throat> Bringing you inside the German-American Fußball experience. And now, here are your hosts, the Schnitzel Boys. Oh, yay! Yeah, Monday night is schnitzel night. That's right. Schnitzel boys are back. Enough of this. Monday night spot. Enough of this crazy back and forth. We still have more. There, random times and days. Here we are, Monday night. It's schnitzel night. This is schnitzel night. Sometimes you make it up. I could go. I could go for for a schnitzel right now. Actually, well, I might, I might break my vegetarianism. I almost did it on the road because I went to this place a good schnitzel. I didn't, but uh, there's a big watch party at the local German brew house here in Los mm. Angeles. Mm-hmm. Not the one we went to, a different one called the Das Wurst House, I think. Okay, and I've been invited to the holiday party, and they have a delicious looking schnitzel on the menu. Oh, excuse me, but they also have a vegetarian currywurst. That's more my that's oh, my that's your speed. So I might be doing that. But, um, you know, we probably still have one more special left. Maybe after the semis, we'll probably meet up and talk, probably, right? Later this week. Sounds good. Yeah. Sure. Right. And then we'll have a three hour special right after the third place <laughs> game. A week right after the bronze <laughs> yes. medal game. That's right. No, right after the bronze medal game, right after the third place game. We'll talk about it in depth. Will it just be three hours? All we're we'll talking about that, is that bronze. That's always game. the most important. That's the most important game. Most important game. A lot of people last game for Germany. A lot of people look past it, but not us. We. Not it's us. almost <laughs> the only game we look forward <laughs> to in the whole tournament. Right. This is all just a pretense. <laughs> the whole tournament is really just a pretense for us to watch the third place game. I get that bronze medal, and then that'll be that. We'll probably won't even watch the final. Why don't uh, we mention it on the podcast? I mean, at that point, you know. Enough yeah. already, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, Morocco, yeah. good job. Whatever. Cinderella story of the ages. Who cares? Oh, Morocco winning the cup. Great. But Great. listen, anyway, France against Argentina for yeah, third place. Third That's what it's at. You see Christopher and Cuckoo finally played. Uh, I'm just making that up. He hasn't played yet. <laughs> anyway, we got also we got World Cup talk, but we have so much off field, off World Cup stuff to cover. That's right. It's just like out with the old, in with the new. Oh, so much craziness. I feel we should start very quickly up top um, in the U.S. soccer circles, in the podcast circles. Everyone's giving their thoughts out. I feel we should do the same. Uh, uh, rest in power, Grant Wall. Yeah. Uh, very legendary U.S. soccer writer. Covered eight World Cups and, 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 and I think five FIFA Women's Cups and uh, uh, Women's World Cups. And he's just uh, uh, one of the mainstream soccer writers. At the age of 48, he very... Um, you know, he passed away during the Netherlands USA game, or, or, or just afterwards, uh, uh, seemingly very suddenly. Netherlands Argentina, right? Yeah. Oh, it was Netherlands Argentina. Netherlands Argentina. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, he was sick. 
He didn't notice he had a respiratory infection of some sort. That's what he felt. And I guess it was more serious than imagined. Uh, rest in peace, Grant Wall. Yeah. Um, yeah, that I one. Bring it up. Yeah. No, definitely. That one hit me hard. I mean, it's just upsetting, you know, for somebody to. He was talking about how he was, uh, you know, he had he had left sports or he got fired, I guess, from right. Sports Illustrated, and he was building his own his own uh, subscription newsletter thing, doing podcasts, and I guess he felt a little overworked. He felt like he was. He was uh, working a lot. He worked he a lot. He was working a lot, and he he just kind of yeah. I don't know. That just uh, it's just unsettling when somebody your age just kind of drops like that. And uh, yeah, obviously, obviously a, a big a big loss for the community, and not somebody. I mean, just a surreal, surreal uh, event all around. Yeah, and I think he's going to be a really big loss because. Grant was his own brand. He was a very, um, a very, very brave and mm. honest journalist, and he didn't care how many ruffles he feathered. Uh, he did it all the time. Uh, it's funny listening to. If I just finished listening to in soccer, we trust the podcast with Heath uh, Pierce, Jimmy Conrad, and um, Charlie Davies, and they were having their little uh, remembrance of Grant. And all of them were not amazing stories. They're just like, yeah, you know, I didn't have, you know, I, didn't, I had my issues with Grant, but so a lot of people like, you know, and Grant was just doing the work for us. He was doing the work for the public. He didn't really, he wasn't one of those, U.S. soccer gets a lot of criticism for the journalism being too soft, being too boys clubby, that kind of thing. And Grant very much, uh, uh, I think, did a good job keeping yeah, himself. Yeah, he was, dependent. he was not that, right? Yeah, I mean, he, was he, not that. he very very principled guy especially these days in the way that journalism works it's not always i mean he left fox right because he didn't right? like their he lazy didn't like, journalism uh, yeah. how how sort of cush cozy they were with the uh, with russia when that was happening he had the criticism of analyzing african teams he, he he called them out while he was hired by them and he's just like, Fox Sports is very lazy when it comes to covering African teams, and he called them racist. That's when he was on the books of Fox Sports. Right. Uh, Grant Wall ran for FIFA presidency. I don't know if you ever remember oh, that. Oh, that's right. A long I time remember. ago. That that's the thing so with Grant. Lazy. Grant was very mainstream because Sports Illustrated wanted him to become a basketball writer, which he wasn't good yeah, at. Yeah, he had, that, he he had like, that very famous cover of LeBron. LeBron you know, James. First, first, first people, yeah. And he's like, no, I want to be a soccer writer. I want to do that. And he did it. He did it very mainstream. Like sport, he was the reason Sports Illustrated covered soccer for a long time. And then, in, in addition to that, he was always independent. He did his own thing. He went mm -hmm. on independent podcasts. Uh, he he was friends with a lot of foreign journalists. He was just always around. Like a, a, he impacted yeah. so much of the community, independent and establishment players. Like he had he co-hosted podcasts with Landon Donovan. But then he would also go on an in a small indie podcast too, no problemo. Mm -hmm. You know, he was just always yeah. there for covering U.S. soccer, uh, just just, get, just getting the coverage. He also very much championed the women's game more so than any other journalist, I, U.S. soccer journalist I can think of. Uh, you know, and he was also he liked to he always had he he always was ready to challenge, and I worry moving forward. I think to myself. Like he was always one of the first few guys I always go to, to to get a response from something, and I'm wondering, you know, who's going to fill that void with him mm -hmm. gone moving forward? Mm -hmm. I don't know. U.S. soccer coverage is not going to be the same. 
So no. I mean, he for break. for however however he did it, he just connected with a large audience somehow, yep. and uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what happens next. Also, just sort of as a New Yorker, you know, I mean, me living in New York, he was a he was a real New Yorker. He was just around. Right. He's, I saw you'd see him at, at uh, Smithfield, Smithfield. Couple, couple times that was his spot and right so he yeah just um uh i mean to me it felt a little bit like i mean we i didn't i didn't know him and but it it sort of felt you know felt i felt sad about it it did really affected me it is one of those things too i've never met him but there was that case of um the founder of total soccer show i listened to him for 10 years Mm-hmm. In my ears, just like Grant, I listen in my ears, and uh, one day they're just gone, and it's like, yeah. well, I just read his tweet from five hours ago. I learned because someone texted me about like, what's up with Grant? I'm like, what's up with Grant? What's he okay? They're like, no, he died. I'm like, excuse me, and like, I just listened to his podcast that day. He said, you know, he sounded fine. It's one of those things where although you don't like, they don't know you. But you are one of their you audience. Feel, so yeah, we, you feel, we feel like we know them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's been a few cases like that. It's just one of, it is very odd and very weird. And, you know, yeah. my thoughts uh, to his family and, you know, his brother, especially. And, 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 uh, and rest in peace, Grandma. Yeah. On that somber note. <laughs> Speaking of what was next on our list was a World Cup. Speaking of World Cup, what were we doing? Yeah, we can talk a little bit. Could talk a little bit about the quarterfinals. There was definitely, I mean, they delivered, right? We thought those were going to be big, big matchups, and all four games were pretty memorable. I thought, what a cup, right? This is a good. I mean, really, the tournament has been great as much as we try to. Try to poo-poo it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's as much as we wish that it was uh, uh, the off the field I stuff. Mean, I don't know the off the field stuff. Anyway, aside from that, it's been great. It's been amazing. I mean, obviously, also I'm sad about Germany not being yeah. in there, and and uh, there was a graphic passed around of teams that created great yeah. moments, and then like, but but uh, never capitalized or whatever. And Germany's by far to be top of that list. Yeah, like we they just the... didn't capitalize on any of them. They, they, they made so many and capitalized on so few. Yeah, um, expected goal difference. We were still, I think we're still third, like of all the teams, even <laughs> though we've been out for yeah. I mean, it's that's a that's the thing. We were not that bad. I didn't think we were that bad. And and uh uh just a little yeah, like there was it's it was math, the Dortmund defenders and math. <laughs> is what yeah. uh what got what, us out of there what killed us yeah you know and maybe lack of a knipser lack of stick you know we can maybe talk a little more about flick should he have played more Makoko more should he have played um full group more which is sort of the main criticism I, yeah i mean i think um, I've, I've said that a few times i think that's right. definitely i definitely thought felt like we would have been better with a nine but even i mean that's just the it's like you don't always the the best teams don't always win and sometimes and every we've said that before. Every run to uh, the final or every run to win the tournament always includes a game or two where you're just hanging on and you're just uh, you're just surviving. And I think that's that's why France now is for me is the favorite. I think they they they, they dodged yeah. one. They dodged they dodged a bullet. They were not good. They were not good in that game. 
and do they still against advance? England? I, it's funny. I hear that. I don't know. England had the ball more, right, for the most part. But but the yeah. few times the French were dangerous, they scored. They scored every time. They were very effective and very clinical. It just looked way more dangerous. Yeah, yeah. England had to have two penalties just to get on the score sheet. Uh, what, uh, what, you know, obviously the second one was missed. Well, but like, no, I mean, I'm know, not. I, say, I don't. I don't even. I don't even necessarily mean that England was like so much better. Right. I just thought that. Uh, um, I mean, I thought France was going to win, and but I thought they're. I mean, first of all. The one thing, like two teams that just did not press, right? Wild, like very rare. Kind of it was a very sort of old fashioned feeling, <laughs> old feeling game. game in a way. Crosses, like it was just sort crosses, of like, yeah. all right, yeah, passing back yeah. and forth, and mm-hmm. and France especially was like, we would, we will just let you, let you uh, uh, come, but then they were not buttoned up enough in the back. In the first half, they were. I thought in the first half they were good. In the second half. Those long balls worked for the most part. Osaka made it past their uh-huh. defender. They also, their whole central defense had a wild game, like just uh, completely well, out of control. Who- I mean, Hugo Lloris, even in goal, was kind of felt like a he- chicken with his head cut off. Like he was just kind of all over. But he the place. had like six saves in that game. He only had three up until the tournament, up until that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. No, he had some saves, but he did uh, not look, he didn't look like he was fully in control. He looked like he was a little <laughs> freaked out. And right. and same with like Upa Meccano did not have a good game. And no. um, I just thought, and, and offensively, they really didn't have much. I thought if, I mean, I was literally about to text a friend of mine uh, right before Giroud scored that goal. I, I was I was going to text like yeah, yeah lobbing into old man Giroud is not going to do it you know for them <laughs> but it did I it. mean I but it it did it but only yeah. you know with a little help from Harry Maguire and a lucky deflection I think if you would have if you would have told England before the game that the French offense is going to be mostly lobbing it in the middle to to Giroud they would have said yes please like that is we <laughs> you know we have two people who can handle that sure. pretty comfortably. You know the guy who it. aged out. The guy who aged out of the mm-hmm. prem, mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah, that's the thing. Sometimes that's how it goes. Like the game, I thought their game plan, the French game plan was poor, right? And sort of failed, and they didn't adjust. And and England, the opposite. Like in the beginning, I thought they were sort of lacking ideas uh, against the French as they were sitting back. But as the game went on, I thought they did well to, especially Saka. That was weird that Southgate took him out. He was one of the first subs, Thought Saka had that right side every, uh, every time. And he was dangerous every time in the second half, he came, came that way. And so, yeah, it was just an odd, it was an odd game that way. And by the end of it, I felt a little sad for England. It's like a very unfamiliar feeling. It's like, Mm -hmm. wow. Well, this is this is the um, England really I know. deserved it. This is the England from '98, '02, '06. That's the England I know. They're a good, pretty good team to make to the quarters. They can't really. The, the, the problem with England, this is a problem they've had forever, is they're very good, but they can't beat big teams. I don't think they ever have competitively, mm-hmm. or, or or at least in tournaments. I think the record of teams they've beaten, someone laid out all the teams they've beaten. It's like all recently. second and third tier over the last three tournaments in its entirety. 
Like, like, like well, name I mean, any big think, team they beat. I mean, I don't I know. I guess we're, I guess we're, I guess it's Germany's second or third tier now. I suppose that's fair. <laughs> uh, I guess that's good in the Euros. I guess that is a good point. <laughs> I mean, point. that's, it's, I guess it's fair. I don't know. Okay, gonna, so that's an I'm exception. Argue, that is I'm going to argue with you there. They did beat Germany. That is an exception. That's true. But for the most part, they don't do well against other big teams. Italy beat them, France beat them, you know. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they had the potential to go all the way. They had the potential to win it. But, uh, you know, for whatever reason, when it comes to big games and big teams, the English don't show up. So I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, well, I don't – I mean, that's what I think, yeah, the result – But it was a 50-50 in, in the, game. In the England sense of the result, won. you're right. But this – I mean, they very much showed up. I don't think – I think they – Well, I think they're they only just, I think we're just unlu- – they were unlucky. You know, they were unlucky in this – They scored – unlucky, they, they missed a second penalty. I mean, how – Well, I guess – and yeah, they're I mean, clamoring for say, a third. Right now they're saying we should have had three penalties. It's like two penalties is enough. That one third penalty is not a penalty. It was outside the box. Yeah, there was a lot uh, of talk about the ref, which I wasn't sure. I wasn't exactly sure what that was about. I thought I thought he was, yeah, I thought he did okay. I, I mean, a lot certainly of talk didn't. About a lot of the refs. That one I didn't, I thought the ref was fine. The English yeah. wanted more. It's like he gave you two penalties. I don't know it. Anyway, good on the French. They well, I mean, those were on. both, they were both legit. Like, those penalties were not. Yeah. And yeah. the one he didn't give was legitimately not given, in my opinion, because it was outside the box. Well, suppo- um, presumably they checked They checked that and decided yeah, it was, it was, outside, yeah, it was the outside the box. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess we're going to a different game, but, like, a lot of criticism was given to the ref between Netherlands and Argentina. 18 yellow cards, a World Cup record. Uh, but I thought he did decent. I mean, I guess I was on the field, but those two teams were cr- just going at each other. Like, they, well, if I were the ref, I would have given red card after red card. It's just traditionally, like, traditionally pretty dirty. Those, they're very uh, dirty, and the ref was doing his best. He maybe it was a little soft. Well, I thought. I mean, I didn't think. You know, Argentina was really on his on his case. I didn't think. Um, yeah, I didn't they, have the. I thought he was. I thought he afterwards. was. I thought he was poor. I thought he didn't. He didn't have control of the game. He gave a lot of red card, a lot of yellow cards. He didn't. You know, he gave a yellow to a, a Dutch player for a deliberate handball, and then Messi did the same, and he didn't get a yellow. I don't know. Right. I didn't think. I felt like he was even sort of going for the Argentinian shithousery too much. I like. I didn't think he was. I thought he was not great, but I don't think. I didn't think he was not great in one direction. That's true. Particular, he didn't miss particularly, he yeah. should have been harder. He should have controlled the game a little better. That's true. But that game's tough to control. I mean, those players yeah, just going two, at each two other. Traditionally, two traditionally pretty dirty <laughs> teams. Rough teams. Yeah. Uh, and and our, it's so funny with this World Cup. Like, like it says, dare to predict me. Dare to predict me, says this World Cup. Because the game was up 2 nothing. Argentina got a penalty from from a dive, effectively, and I tweeted, "I'm like, this is why you dive, because now the game is done to nothing. Argentina's won the game, and off to history they go." Yeah, I mean, and then shit's a boy's curse. Netherlands came back and scored two before the end. I'm like, okay, now we got ourselves a game here. Um, and then um, Argentina were able to get through on the skin of their teeth, and I did feel they were the better team for the most part. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, and Emmy Emmy Martinez came through. He also did not look great in the game, but then penalty kicks. He 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 did well in the Copa America. 
Thankfully, he did not do his like hip thrust celebration again that he did the last time. But he did. He did go after Louis. What's that? You have to remind me. I don't. In the Copa America, he he did this very like well, Mike, like more like sort of you know, I, 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 I. I, you know, a very it was it made me feel uncomfortable when I was okay. watching. So right. I, in Qatar, I, uh, in Qatar, they'd throw him in jail for that. I guess he would be. Yeah, I don't know what would happen. But he didn't mince words after. Did you see that when he was talking about uh, Louis Van Gaal and and he fucked like he was oh, he like said they insulted us. Or he something? talked to him. Yeah, and he talked to him. You could read his lips, and he said he basically told him that he fucked him twice. Oh wow! <laughs> nice. So what was the first time? Well, or was it the two? It was the two penalty, right? Two penalties. Oh, I guess or something. Yeah, I just love that. Well, Louis van Gaal, I don't know. I don't know. It's, they were really against Louis van Gaal. I don't remember Louis van Gaal saying much. That I don't know. I said he insulted them. I guess I, whatever. Louis van Gaal's got a mouth on him, but he's much more. He's much more. He's much more less of an iron. Like back in the day, it was my way or the highway. He seems like an older, chiller dude. This this yeah. tournament, he's like just hanging out. Angel de Maria said he was his worst coach he ever had, and then Louis Van Gaal was like, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that from Angel de Maria, or whatever." Oh, I liked him or something. Like, uh, you know, I don't think he was really. And he mentioned that the tournament begins for them now, which was a little disrespectful to the U.S. He's like, "Now the tournament actually begins for us." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not. You know, nice. to me, that's a sign of respect to Argentina. Um, you know, yes. but so, oh, let me ask you this: so when they Overall, when Argentina won, they were definitely in the in their in the faces of the Dutch players, right. coaches. What do you think about that? Is that well? There was a right? viral video of Louis uh, of Leo Messi. I think it was yelling at the referee, telling him like, "What the fuck are you looking at? Walk off, get out of here!" Like the Argentinians hated that ref, but the ref, like just like the English, the ref gave them the soft penalty. Like the yeah, ref I didn't gave think, them the I didn't game. Think it was. I didn't think. Yeah, but they were also like in the face of the Dutch. Yeah, there was this also picture yeah. after this where they were like gloating, yeah, yeah. gloating at the, the at during the, the penalties. opposing team. Yeah. Well, before that, during the penalties, they the, the Dutch tried to mind fuck the Argentinians, uh, and I think that was in response to that. So I'm all about that. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you saw the video. What did the, what did the Dutch uh, one do? one Dutch player distracted the ref. So the other Dutch player go to the penalty ca- ca- uh, taker and make fun of him while he sets his ball on the penalty spot, which I've never seen before. Oh. Um, you know, they're, they're, they they did that during the final shootout to try to mind. Oh, and so them. then they were, oh, well, then that's fair. That's what I'm saying. So then the Argentinians won and told him to go screw off. I'm all about that. Uh, and then Leo Messi yelled off the ref probably because the ref didn't control any of that. Um, so I'm actually all about that. You know, Leo Messi doesn't get mad a lot. And the fact that he's playing with real fire is lovely. I like it. You know, he wasn't happy with Lewandowski. He slapped him in the face. <laughs> you know, and he wasn't he wasn't very <laughs> friendly about that. Yeah, it's like and he is... played with some real fire today. He's like Louis van Gaal insulted Messi or something, and he got pissed. And when Messi gets pissed, he shows everyone why he's the best. I want. I, this is what I want. I want Argentina France the final. I want Leo Messi to fucking run circles around Kylian Mbappe. And just destroy him and score three goals in his face and show him who's boss. Uh, that's what I want to happen. However, this World Cup dares to be predicted. Um, oh, it's been uh, uh, Croatia versus Morocco is happening, and Morocco's gonna get it, I think. 
Morocco is going to win the whole thing? I'm joking. Granted, it might yeah. happen. I still believe in Argentina-France final. I think France is the stronger team, honestly. But I hope I think Argentina. I'm hoping Argentina will shine through and they'll win the title. And and you, right. very rarely are you going to see me root for Argentina in my life. I was going to say, interesting. But these are the options. You got two teams in in the have never won a World Cup club, which is cool. Croatia and Morocco. One expected, one unexpected in Morocco. Then you have a team that 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 hasn't won a World Cup since I was a baby. I think I was one month old when they won the World last time they won the World Cup. So Argentina is a team that really prides itself in the sport, and Leo Messi is his last chance. Poetically, I think it, it should be their World Cup. If it's not going to go to Brazil, it should go to Argentina. I, and then the other I, one is France. So France is like, yeah, we'll do it again. And I'm like, fuck France. You already had it once. <laughs> Relax. I don't want to no, see no repeats. All right. Don't no count. Don't count out Croatia. I think they are. You know, the Croatia now are like. Italy used to be, or Germany used to be. They're the team that will take it if no one else steps up to win it. You know, because there's always there's always that right. There's always that team. I mean, this like German Germany in the eighties. I will say, right. like where we made the, say the bad made, made, the, made yeah. the final made the final um, with some questionable squads because they didn't beat you know didn't beat themselves. Like just had played solid defense and. Uh, be like no, we don't quite, you know, don't quite have the weapons to 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 dazzle uh, and dominate. But um, but if everybody else just kind of craps out, they're the team that's going to take They'll it. And I think it. Croatia. And then Croatia. Um, I mean, it's like Italy. You know, six was sort of like that when when Zidane sort of self-destructed. France shot themselves France, in the foot. Right. France, yeah, and. And I think Croatia could be that team if everybody else is is struggles, they will be there because they've been solid. And I mean, that was just wild that game where Brazil, you know, Brazil was struggling. They had a very good, they had a good, um, and then in, then Neymar scores that crazy goal in overtime, and you think, oh, that's it. You know, it took them a while, but here we go. They're going to now again. And this and tournament then, and, refuses to be predicted. They're yeah, like, oh, and yeah, that was gonna, screw that. That's where yeah. I thought, oh, this is what you know, what happened to France on Sunday. I thought, oh, this is going to happen to Brazil on Saturday. They're going to survive this just barely, and then they're going to go on to win the whole thing. But nope. Well, those two games that day was Brazil, Croatia, Argentina, Holland. I think it was the same day, right? Right. And they both went in overtime. Croatia, both penalties, Brazil getting yeah. their one goal, and they celebrate by having everybody in the attacking half being like, we and Croatia's like we still got seven minutes left, and none of the defenders are defending. So let's go. And they went. and They did it um, with uh, their serious player, Luka Modric, even Perisic. You know, and there was a moment. And I don't like bringing him up, but Craig Burley said something which made which I agreed with. Which I, I rarely ever do. I think the dude doesn't even watch soccer, and he gets paid to be an analyst of a sport he barely watches. But anyway, he said there was a moment. When young Brazilian dude, if it was it Rodrigo or Anthony, like got it out and, and he looked over at Ivan Perisic with like a he was like taunting him. Remember this? Like right, a little taunting oh, no, him. We got one nothing, taunting Ivan Perisic, really cocky about it. And he's like, that rubbed me the wrong way because who's Ivan Perisic? Who's he? 
He's got a much better career than this little freaking Anthony, this little 21 year old. Who, who knows who that guy is? Um, you know, I'm sure he'll have a better career later. But right now, this is even Paris. Show some respect, okay? This is Byron Minchin legend, Inter Milan legend. The dude knows what's up. So, you know, he, he's not having any of it. He takes the ball, gets back to the keeper. He's like, keep playing the game. And then even Perisic gets uh, an equalizer and takes them straight to the penalties, and then they win. So lesson learned from a young brat, I say. Um, and also... Yeah, it's not over till it's over. Not over till it's one nothing. Go back, defend with your hearts. It's Croatia. Show some respect. You know, and they didn't. Yeah, it's and they not lost. like I mean, they meant they made the final last time. It's not like you know, it's not like they're yeah. chumps. Yeah, and Brazil gets eliminated the quarters again. They just—that's tactics. So it's like they had—they were, in my opinion, the best squad of the tournament, with the best feelings and the best playing. Yeah, they, just they looked, really could figure it out. They were defensively committed. Right. They were pressing. You know, they were defending from the front. But they got um, cocky. Yeah, they lost and focus for seven minutes, of, and they got punished. Yeah, that was and it. It's just like, man, like figure it, like go defend, man. Like all of your players, they got you on the counter, and all your players were in front. Yeah, it's, it's wild. Like, what the hell is that? So deservedly, they got knocked out, in my opinion. Uh, anyway, and Croatia, it's, it's, Croatia, I think are better than than the Dutch team. I think Argentina is this not this is not a given. Oh no, that, absolutely. That Argentina I, I think, is going to win this. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I only say Argentina's a little more poetic. I would love for Croatia to win because I want a new club to join the team. I'm all about that. I just want to make sure France doesn't win. That's all I want. I don't want France to win. If Morocco wins, I mean that will be huge because they'll be like, well, they yeah. can win. The U.S. can win, right? <laughs> Give the U.S. win then too. That's uh, yeah, that's you know? that's true. I mean, shades of Greece, two thousand four, with Morocco. Morocco won't win. Mm -hmm. right. Well, well, this tournament refuses to be predicted. But That's anyway, true. it wouldn't be a Shinsu Boys podcast without some NYCFC talk, even a World Cup podcast, because we have Daniel Young on the chat. <laughs> he says the <laughs> Netherlands only compared. played well for twenty minutes. This reminded me of NYCFC versus Toronto. In October 2019, we only played well for 30 minutes, got eliminated despite having a man, our best a man of my own heart, making drawing parallels from World Cup games to NYCFC games. That so is NYCFC where it's Toronto, at, Daniel Young. In fact, when I was watching the Netherlands, is this the Netherlands Argentina game? I was like, this reminds yes. me so much of that Toronto NYCFC <laughs> game. Everything's the same. Everything's the same. Well, I think they were there. Well, anyway, you want me to get into it? You know it? what? No, because we don't have an hour. <laughs> you know what? You know, you know what? You know what else is going to be Argentina winning the World Cup? An MLS player <laughs> wins the World Cup. He left for the season or whatever. He went to join Argentina and he was part of the World Cup winning team. You know, that's never happened. MLS, that'll be a good little. MLS oh, if Argentina, right, right, right. Thiago Almeida dominating. Since we're talking, yeah. since we're talking about NYCFC, I can show off my. I just this just arrived just now here. My team signed. I uh, oh. got a team, team signed jersey from Tommy. I supported Tommy McNamara's uh, charity charity auction. He had a charity auction. Yes, it's charity a, where he goes to the for Africa lung cancer. And he gives everyone he gives everyone mullets, and then it's called mullets for our kids. Okay, and he flies back, right? Isn't that the charity? This that is this other charity. This was the lung cancer. This is the lung oh, cancer okay. thing. The mullet charity, yeah. 
Anyway, he flies the New York's most famous barbers to Chad. Goes to refugee camp. He doesn't camps even have a mullet anymore, Stefan. Well, his, his mullet's he been cut gone. it off for the charity. Cut it off for the charity. Anyway, uh, where's Tommy Mac these the, days? New England? New England. New England Revolution. He had, but he had, I guess he still has friends at NYCFC. He got them to sign a jersey, and that was was uh, at auction. He sent me a he sent me a personal he sent me a personal um card. I met Tommy McNamara years ago. He was at a at a fan event and a I Burger won a prize. King. Oh, it was a fan event. I won Sorry. a prize. Uh, I won a prize for knowing that his favorite animal is the penguin. Oh, that's right. I met Tommy McNamara once. I went into a Burger King on 36th Street, and he was he was working behind the counter. And I was like, yo, Tommy Mac, what's up? And he's like, uh, yeah, can I give you a Big Mac? He's like, no, you can't. It's a Burger King. I'll do the Impossible Whopper, please. And that was, um, and then right after that, he was signed by so not only was he So not only was he working at Burger King, he also didn't know their, he didn't even know their <laughs> menu. It was just terrible yeah. at working. That's why he had to choose a pro, pro soccer career because he was uh, he fired was, he, was fi- he was fired he was not good enough couldn't hack, his, couldn't hack okay on his way home the, it was really windy and the wind threw a flyer in his face <laughs> he's like what the he took off his tryout it's a tryout nycfc nycfc and he went and then the rest when, of history when tommy mcnamara first uh first came on the field in the inaugural season i did make that job i was like this is a guy from the third rail who won a contest <laughs> like he does not you get to play for 20 minutes he he did not he does he did not look like a pro player but he was listen i love he was a warrior he's a warrior he's not just a warrior you know he has also had some smarts like he was a smart you could just see how he was a a a sharp player he's like the first or one of the first players i remember who to figure out how to play off of david via he just would find the spaces to be in and he was just a sharp guy anyway so i got the jersey he's the first nycfc player to figure that out i'm sure plenty of players throughout the oh, right, right 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 Daniel i'm sure Young he wasn't the first guy to figure out to play against david no on Villa, that on that on that overall pretty <laughs> shitty <laughs> inaugural 2015 nycfc yeah, frank lampard no. couldn't figure it out yeah um, he was hurt. He was hurt for most of that early. Anyway, if you keep if you keep goading me, I'm just going to talk about this more. So. Morocco. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to change the subject. Morocco <laughs> beat Portugal. Okay, last game to talk about. Oh, amazing! You know, you know uh, uh, Morocco. Like Portugal didn't have much to offer. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo was benched uh, because of his attitude, and Wait, we got what? players because with attitude. Yeah, because of his, uh, and probably because of his player. You don't know he was pissed off for being taken off two games ago. Remember, and then uh, Fernando Santos saw it later, so benched him, and then his replacement scored a hat trick. He won six one. Yeah, but I was that was that for behavior, or was that just because he's not that good anymore? You mean for this last game we had, or both Portugal Morocco game? No, I, I beha- behavior, and then and then his replacement. Mm. He was benched for punishment of mm. behavior. Because when he was taken off the field, he was visibly pissed off and threw his socks around. And Fernando Santos didn't see that until the replay. And he's like, what? Oh, and then he benched his ass. Right, that's it. Entirely, entirely disciplinary. Uh, good thing for the Portuguese fans. It ended up being a blessing in disguise tactically because his replacement actually became a better member of the team and won scores for goal, blah, blah, blah. So and then he's like, well, let's keep it rolling. And Portugal just had no answers for this. We talked about earlier how hard it is to, to play against a team 
that puts their entire team behind the ball and like, come break us down. Plus, we'll get you on the counter. And Morocco has been playing that to a T. They're doing it really well. Uh, they are a tough nut to crack. They've not they been made, cracked. Incredible, yeah, incredible defensive performance throughout. It's really amazing. You know who's looking really good? Who's Out of all this? Good. The Canadian national team. Well, they were eliminated second. I'm like, oh, Canada sucks. And who was in their group? Croatia and Morocco. Mm. Croatia and Morocco have then eliminated mm. freaking everybody else that got on in the semis. They eliminated Belgium. Mm-hmm. Morocco knocked off Belgium. They knocked off uh, Spain, right? And they knocked off Portugal. And they're like, who's next? The French? Pa. Give me your but half of their team was born in France. They know, they know those boys. So it'll be a fun. So we got France and Morocco in one semi, Argentina and Croatia in the other. I'm still thinking Argentina and France in the final and Argentina wins. That's where my heart's speaking. I know you don't like to predict, but if you had to, what are you thinking with the semis moving forward? I think, yeah, France is going to beat Morocco and Croatia. It's going to be a rematch, rematch from, from four years ago. A rematch. Who's going to win? Is Croatia going to get the revenge? I hope Who's so. going to win the final? Uh, yeah. No, France is going to win the final again. Oh, that's so boring. But I guess back to back. I mean, the French deserve it. They freaking want, they should have won Euro 2016. Uh, they won the last World Cup, deservedly so. They didn't have a great Euro. I mean, what happened with them in the Euros? I guess they made it to the semis, right, or something? I don't mm-hmm. remember. Uh, I, for whatever reason. I guess they can't win the Euros. For them. And now they're at the World Cup. They have such a deep team. This team is a team that lost Paul Pogba and Kareem Benzema and N'Golo Kante at the beginning of the tournament. Yeah. And they're, and they're better than everybody. I mean, for crying out loud, the depth mm-hmm. on that team. They are very, very deep. Yep. Oh, knee deep. Knee deep, knee deep in players, <laughs> players left and right, <laughs> left and right. Okay, so you got the 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 France doing another one, a, a repeat. I got Argentina bring it in. Diego Maradona died this year. Leo Messi gets his last title. They're in the streets of Buenos Aires, and they get number the third star finally after waiting. I mean, that's that's what that's thirty six years they waited for that tournament. I hope it goes to Argentina, and like I said, I won't vote for Argentina much. But to me, this makes the most sense. Uh, cool. Um, so that's the World Cup. I guess we should move on to speaking of Cristiano Ronaldo and player management. We have some moral questions. Moral questions. The, the, the second half of the show, or the last segment here, we have a few moral dilemmas. Things are pretty gray. They're not black and white. They're pretty gray. So I'm going to ask you them, and then you tell me what you think. It's not just for the first segment. We also have a couple other topics with the same sort of theme. But first and foremost, let's talk the drama okay. surrounding the Gio Reyna, Greg Berhalter, U.S. Men's National Team soap opera that's been happening since since the beginning of the World Cup. It, ju- it just came to a boil over the last week, but it's been going mm-hmm. on for a while. So I will run yeah, a little, I'll do a little rundown. That was the Unless question it, on everybody's mind. Why, right? Why didn't Gio Reyna get more time? Now we know. And then Eric Winalda came out with his stuff. People were like, oh, Eric Winalda, he oh, just yeah. wants attention. And then he walked himself back. However, Eric Winalda is slowly being vindicated. Wait, which what? I, which I thought I would never say. What? Uh, oh, yeah, you have a, you have a. We have not talked about this. We have a different. You have you have a have a have your own take about on this. I I let's hear it. Let's do a quick time. Lay it out. Lay it out for me. 
quick timeline. So Gio Reyna's not playing. People are wondering why. Asking to fake an injury, a little of this. Celebration video, he's not celebrating. People are like, what's going on with Gio? What's going on? Uh, tournament ends. Gio Reyna puts on his Instagram, uh, disappointing tournament is what he said, which is interesting because I don't know if anybody else has said the same thing. He's like, I want to go back, play well for Dortmund, finish off the season, have a good season. That's all he said. A little cryptic, but whatever. Then Greg Berhalter goes to New York City to some leadership conference. I'd love to talk about that. <laughs> Why the hell he's immediately going to some leadership conference. And he does this whole speech on, we had a player who was problematic for us. And as, as coach, I put it on the players to decide what to do with him. And he had to go in front of everybody and really apologize and go back and apologize to Mia Copa. And we were about to send him home. It was that bad. And further reporting uh, 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 confirms, I think Tom Boger from MLSsoccer.com confirmed it with Athletic following up. But yeah, they're talking about Gio Reyna. Uh, and then Jason McIntyre was on The Herd with Colin Cowherd or whatever his name, The, the Herd, that show. And confirmed that it got so close that it was a vote, a staff vote. I think people are saying it was a player's vote. But according to In Soccer We Trust, uh, it was – I'm getting sources from all over the place. Uh, it, I'm on the ground here investigating this. According to In Soccer We Trust, it was a staff vote. 13 players wanted him to stay. 13 staff members wanted him to stay. 12 people wanted him to go. It was a 13 to 12 vote. Um, Wait, so there's 25 25- – I think there has to be, like unless the, it's wrong. Maybe this like the, the nutritionist gets a vote. Like, what is the who the are staff. these twenty five? Maybe Ernie, maybe Brian McBride. I don't know. I, I wasn't there, so it's either the players. This I thought it was according the, to according okay. to Unsock We Trust with Charlie D- Davies. He had insider info that said it was the staff. They all agreed it was the staff, not the players. That's what they said. Or it was but the, the staff. It's not twenty five. I mean, well, that's okay. the thing. Maybe they are. I don't. I have to. I have to Google it. I got this information. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the 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 travel, the guy who makes the travel arrangements gets to vote whether. I think he gets two votes. <laughs> Rumor has it. <laughs> Rumor has it there was a vote and it was tight. Let's just put it that okay. way. Okay. Yeah, maybe, I, I, maybe I read that too. 13 maybe to 12. I thought it was the players because there's 25 other players. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree too. And then I listened to a podcast with three former pros who, who are involved with the U.S. soccer scene. They said, just to be clear, it wasn't the players. It was the staff. That's what so they said. But then it's 20. Okay. All right. I have to Google how big. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to, I'm not going to grill you at every turn here. Lay it out, doesn't really lay matter. Case. I mean, I guess that kind of matters, but so anyway, so then that happens. Then Gio Reyna has to come on Instagram and make a statement. And his statement was, listen, uh, mea culpa. I did bad. Greg Bearhalter told me ahead of the tournament that I would have a very limited involvement. And that pissed me off because I work hard and I think I'm good. So I fucking acted out. Which And then I had to apologize in front of the players and, and, and apologize. And I think they accepted my apology. And that was that. I'm surprised that this did not end in-house where it was supposed to. I'm paraphrasing what he's saying. Uh, I'm very surprised that U.S. soccer staff members are now going public at it. The World Cup's not even over. The semis haven't even happened yet. I mean, I mean the, the 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 plane that delivered the U.S. players back home is still hot. Still, The engines are still cooling down. 
That's how recent this is. Uh, and then is that's that, have, sort you, of, have you uh, verified that yourself? You went and felt, no, no, I listened felt to the other, engines. I listened to another <laughs> podcast called U.S. Soccer Airplane Talk. And they're the guys who cover all the planes the U.S. Soccer Flyers are playing. I've been... Uh, have confirmed that the engine is still warm. Okay, that is important. I'm a podcast sleuth here. It's an important. My it's an important detail. <laughs> so that's pretty much the whole Once story. Once the plane is cold, you can start talking about stuff. If yeah, the plane is warm, it's cold. that's wrong. Leave it be. So there's all sorts of stuff here. Uh, I could talk about my thoughts, but I just set the whole timeline. So Bjorn, what are your thoughts and feelings? Let's hear from you for a bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's, it's done, right? Who I who's, was? Who's the bigger? The, the thing is, are you are you on the Greg's team or on Geo's team? What team are you on? There's two teams. A, two oh, sides. I have to I have to I have to pick a. I'm on. Or I'm just not what are your on, thoughts? I'm not on either team. I have. Um, well, I when I first read this, I thought, oh, this must mean that. Berhalter is not going to continue as a coach because he can't really expect to, you know, carry on after this. Then, but then I, then I, after some further kind of looking into it, I realized that it was this sort of, these were not public comments. This was like, you know, he's talking at a conference. It was off the road. There were no, it's basically like a uh, yeah, like a seminar meeting type thing. There's no press there. It's not like he's saying this to journalists, and so I think that makes a little bit of a difference. Well, hold on, uh, hold on. It's 2022. I mean, how you can't say anything without it being taken. Everything you say can get recorded and get shared. There's no way he did that speech thinking it would remain private. Do you think he generally thought? I it was think going to he. I think private? he could. I. I mean, I don't think. You know, I don't think. I don't think he thought. Oh, these are my. These are my innermost secrets that could never could never get out. But I don't think he. I think they published uh, it in a newsletter. They're like. I don't think. They, yeah, they but they weren't supposed. And... To, they they weren't. Uh, that wasn't supposed to happen, or they didn't like. It wasn't the public anyway. I think that makes a difference. He's just talk, talking about us. He's not naming names. I don't know. On the other hand, of course, this is what everybody is like uh, uh, killing him for. They're, everybody's like, what What happened to Giorena? So I think he also probably on some level he wants this to, he wants this to be out there. He wants this to. Is that appropriate? Um, and uh, I mean, probably not his finest, his finest moment in that sense. And I, and um yeah but also understandable that if you let me paraphrase hi I'm media leisure conference listen everyone came up to me wondering i'm not playing my best player because he's a little bastard is why uh and i want everyone to know that i don't get along with him personally off the field and like i don't care about his Borussia dortmund i've never even heard that club when my day it was all about energy cutbus that was the real talent and again, Cutbus was running around. We were the kings of Germany at the time. So yeah. I don't want this little Borussia. What was the club called again? Borussia Dortmund. I don't want this little Borussia Dortmund, a uh, uh, little bastard, coming up and bothering me. You heard okay? it. Okay. So I, I just want to say I'm vindicated. I didn't play him because it hurt my feelings. You heard it. Okay? This is why you tune in to the Schnitzel Boys because nowhere else will you hear this take that this is energy Cutbus. <laughs> Inferiority complex. It is disrespect. Energy, energy, Cottbus disrespect lived out. 
Um, that's pretty much what you said, though. I mean, I paraphrase, obviously. But he, he's like, <laughs> oh, that's not a, no, 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 no. That's not at all what he said. But uh, he's supposed to keep that to himself. He tells I mean, a story. He tells the story at this like leadership. So you know, he he he's he's there to give examples of how he runs the team, of how, and this is what he tells the story for. It's not like he goes in and is like, hey, 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 this is where he I'm going to get have, He should have had long past examples from Columbus Crew or from from. Yeah, from nobody Hammerby. wants to hear that. He's coming off a World Cup. Are you kidding? No. That, I think he at least deserves some benefit of the doubt that he's not, he's not telling the story to leak this to the media. He had a lot of other options to do that. I don't think that's There's no way. I'm just not buying it. There's no way. Like, he's at a leadership conference in New York. Like, he's not allowed to be like, thank God this will never get out. Me talking about the hot topic of something that finished a week ago. It's ridiculous. Who? It's sloppy from the U.S. soccer press. It's sloppy from Greg. I find it to be inappropriate from a head coach to even, even the way he said it. We had a player who did this two weeks ago. Don't tell that to anybody. That's not anybody's business. Not yet. Wait a bit. Wait till you tell all later. You got to keep that to yourself. The 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 the, the Gio Reyna was a little bit of a whiny little sourpuss, and he had to discipline him. I agree with that. But then you don't go until I disciplined our best player because he was an idiot. He didn't play. Like that's inappropriate. Keep that in house. Keep that stuff in house. Don't tell Gio to do better for next time. And then now, now, now so he's twenty years old. I mean, he's you're really throwing that kid under the bus. And to me, it's just a bigger issue because it's like, it's unfair. We had Christian Pulisic and all these other players come four years ago, and they were treated like little saints, and they were amazing to the next level. Now Giorena's coming through, and he's getting treated like shit. Like, I don't understand why he was told. What? How is he? Hold on. There's another part to this. Greg Berhalter, the reason he acted out is because Greg Berhalter told him Days before the Wales game, days before the World Cup, like you're not going to be a big part of this World Cup. Who tells the player? What the hell of coaching is that? Who tells that to a player? Well, I what think kind that's... of motivation is that? Well, I mean, we did not, we don't know what exactly was said. Um, this is now, you know, this is now Giorena telling his side of his side of things. I mean, I think you know, we heard that rumor in your interview. Um, about Zach Steffen and how he was told he wasn't going to be the number one, and I think that is, I think that's a good quality of a coach to be to manage expectations and be like, this is what your, this is who, this is what I think your role is going to be, and so on and so on. And then if somebody acts that way, that's a problem. I don't think, I mean, I don't think there's any excuses to be made here for Gio. I mean, he has, you know, he's a talented young player. He has an ego. That's not. This is not the first time. That that's come out. He had some he had some disciplinary issues in the U17 team and got penalized there. There's you know of course now on Twitter everybody's has there's some Dortmund guy who's saying oh yeah he's got a bratty attitude. I don't know. It's not like I don't think he's um, yeah Stefan. I forgot his name. Where Derek yeah. Ray has since gone against and that. Like, Derek Gray. Derek Gray says he's, he's like, never heard that. I mean yeah. obviously he's he's had a. As a young player, he's become a, a a starter when he's not hurt at at Dortmund. So he's not like obviously he's doing well. Like there's not. Uh, um, I understand they love him at Dortmund. How come when he comes off the field? But 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 yeah, him, all of him this stuff. Holland, him, him and Holland clearly got along. But he is you yeah, know he's, a, he's got Twitter storm. Whose fault is that? Like Twitter would be like, yeah, he is a brat. 
all these Twitter people coming up. That started with Greg. Greg made that happen. Is that appropriate? Giorena so, didn't bring it on himself. He had to respond because people were throwing his name under the bus. Well, but this doesn't even happen if he doesn't if if he doesn't uh but he doesn't act like that if he has a coach that pro- properly plays him. Like like let's go back. That proper- Why is Greg let's go back. Why is Greg Berhalter going to our most talented young player, most talented player on the team and saying, "You're probably not going to be a big part of this World Cup." What is that? Why did he do that? Well, he was he was coming off an injury. I don't know what exactly. I mean, we all yeah, like I said, we don't know exactly how this Tim Whale was coming off a bigger injury. So what's your take then? Greg just hates Geo because of energy cottbus and once <laughs> once only takes him to the World Cup to humiliate him. I could any good cottbus thing wasn't a hundred percent. That was sort of a joke. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. My, it is a little part of it though because it, it is part of a bigger issue to me of the problem with u.s soccer is the players of old are this old timers club where it's like ah you ain't that great kid back in our day we blah 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 in 2006 when it's like no 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 no, no. all of you players are pointless it's like these are top flight way more talented players and I'm sick and tired of you bring stooping them down to your level intellectually this and is, tactically. I think this is this is t- totally made up. This what idea that that that's what Greg is doing. He Why? Had, like, hold on, but I'm saying Greg's not Pep Guardiola. He acts like it, but he ain't. You have the best player. You, like play the guy, bench Timo Weah if you have to, or play Timo Weah as a false nine. Figure it out. But what he did was he benched Gio Reyna and played Haji Wright. And it's just like, what the heck is that all about? Because he acted like an asshole, apparently. In response. But that's also everything everything is it's all Greg's fault. It's all hundred percent Greg's fault. No, it's not hundred percent. No, it's not. Gio carries Gio is Gio is blameless. No, Gio's not blameless. Gio should have been disciplined. I agree with that. I don't disagree with that. However, kind of like Weston McKenney, like a year and a half ago when when he's Skip the hotel room was thrown on the bus for months. Yeah. He freaking crucifies these guys. And it's like, I don't understand. No one's asking the question why Gio Reyna didn't play. Seems like if he was fine with it, he would have played exactly the same minutes he played. He would have played maybe 12 more minutes if he was fine with it. And I'd love to know why. I'd love to know why Greg couldn't find a spot. How come Dortmund can find minutes for Gio Reyna, but the U.S. men's national team can't find minutes for Gio Reyna? That's a big question. I'd love, I'd love that answered. Uh, yes, so, the way, but I think, yes, that Gio Reyna should not have acted the way he had. They disciplined him right. All that's proper. He had to apologize in front of everybody. I get all that. But then, that's the end of it. Then, if you go to some leadership conference in New York and say out loud, and now he has this whole Twitter storm against him, this 20-year-old kid doesn't deserve this, and, and he has to defend himself, like, like, why the hell did Greg do that? That is such that is so inappropriate from the head coach. I have now officially become a bear halter out person. I don't want him moving forward. Mm. I mean, I am I wrong? Why did Greg go do that? I don't want to hear the whole he didn't know and be public. It's 2022. Uh you know, it must have been booked last minute because originally they probably were planning to be in the semis. Uh, you know, uh, isn't some, now I don't know why he's there now. So they bring him in to do this speech. He talks about what happened a week ago at the World Cup. 
to 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 defend himself. Very selfish, in my opinion. And I think it's very telling of the kind of personality Greg actually is. And I don't really, you know, I don't really approve of it. So that's my two cents. They're they're not both blameless, but I definitely feel Greg did this way wrong. Everything about it was wrong. If I were Greg, I'd be like, hey Gia, you've been doing great. Just get it going. We don't I really don't know the Wales lineup until the day before. Even if you're not going to start, we're probably going to get you off the bench. We're going to figure you out somehow. You know what I mean? That's how you talk to Gio. Um, well, that part, that part, we don't know how that went. You're like assuming that he told Gio he wasn't going to play before. Well, that's what Gio World said. Cup. That's probably not what happened. Well, hold on. I know that's what Gio said. I know that Gio but was he, really sloppy during the Algarafa friendly, which was three days before the first game. So he got the news by then. That, I know that as facts. Yeah, but you have to. Then you got to be a team player, and of course he was going to get time. I guess maybe he told him he wasn't going to start, and then he was like throwing a tantrum. No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think this is on Greg at all. I mean, yeah, you can say maybe. Yeah, probably. If you if you ask him now, he would say like, "Oh, I I wish this hadn't gotten out." And um, what do you mean, who Greg? Yeah. Greg's the one who put it out. He made sure of it. He flew to New York to make sure to put it out. No, but if he wanted to put it out, he would tell this to the press. He just told Dory at a thing. It's the same so this thing doesn't... to me. All right. Do you think he legitimately thought that it wouldn't have gotten out? I it think... was on their newsletter. They said, we transcribed it and put it in the newsletter. I'm sure that was written in the writing somewhere. Like You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Even if it wasn't, the U.S. press officer would be like, hey, listen, that speech, make sure it doesn't get put in a newsletter right there, okay? You know, like someone, I don't, it got out, it was going to get out. I mean, it, it would have been so much easier for that not to get out if anyone put forth any effort to make sure of it. But it seems like no one really did. And kind of like you said in the beginning, I think this is Greg's words because I think he knows he's leaving. I think he's off to go. Well, to, that was to, when I thought he was saying this publicly, like in a press situation. To me, that to me that does make a difference. If you say it doesn't make a difference, okay. I don't know what is in his head or what he's. Uh, well, let's uh, say what okay, he, what he thought or wanted to happen, or you know, I don't know that. But well, let's uh, go down that. Let's go down that path road. It was private. Wasn't supposed to go out. That sucks. Let's blame the symposium on that, right? Now, now, if you're U.S. Soccer, what do you do? Do, do you do you resign him? After that, or like, you know, does it affect if you keep her? No, I mean, I don't think, I don't think it affects, I don't think it affects it. I think it's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's an extra layer of awkwardness, but it's already awkward, clearly. The relationship's already strained. So that's really neither here nor there. And it's up on, it's on, it's on, it's on Geo to kind of, Work his way, work his way back. I don't know. As a, would you play for a coach that threw you under the bus in a public setting? I know, I know, it was supposed to get out, but it was right away. It was very embarrassing in your career, and then a week later, your head coach went public with it. I mean, obviously, like I said, not on purpose, but it was very sloppy. If I'm, if you're the player, put yourself in Geo's shoes. Put yourself in Geo's shoes. But why is the would onus on Greg, like why? Why do we have to go out of our way to make to make a uh, uh, Geo feel comfortable when he clearly is the one who was not a team who's been show up at a team player? You see other people, they were you know Weston McKinney's dad is tweeting out right around that time. Is tweeting out about you know he said something about how how Burhalter was didn't get enough credit for really 
focusing on everybody being all bought in or something along those lines. And his son got disciplined. Mm. It's like, this is important stuff. You're like building a culture. You're trying to, to lift your program from like, oh, let's just kind of not embarrass ourselves to having a real mindset of this is, you know, this is, this is big stuff. And if he like acts like an asshole and clearly it wasn't like, I mean, if this vote was 13 to 12, whatever it was, it's not like everybody was like, oh, Geo has to go. It's like genuinely uh, uh, it was an issue that people were grappling with. And my favorite and part of the story is Aaron Long taking him aside. <laughs> Aaron Long and, more of a team and player telling, and telling everybody like uh, as a New York uh, Red Bulls player, I'm like, that's rich. You don't even belong on that freaking plane, lazy ass. He's the reason we got eliminated but, from the freaking playoffs because he was way too lazy to track oh, back on a player. On, he's turned on Aaron Long and Peralta in the same podcast. Well, hold, but isn't that part of it? Isn't the play on the field? Don't you get points for that? Like, what's more? Now, now this just triggered me a little bit because it just reminded me of stuff I deal with in a totally another category. I do a lot of comedy stuff and stuff like that. And there are people who think because they show up to practice on time all the time, that they should get points for that. Like the, that's the most important thing. I am of the school of thought that when it's showtime, you got people paying tickets and you're watching yourself. If you can bring it there, you get points for that. In my opinion, people may consider me wrong, but that's just my philosophy. I think soccer is the same thing. Is, is this an exercise in disciplining young players or are we supposed to be the best we can and get results? Make it to the but round those, of 16 is as good as we've ever two, done always. It's not, those we didn't two go things are, Those two things go hand in hand. Well, so for Aaron Long to be like, hey, you should be a better team player, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Aaron Long, you couldn't do anything for us if you wanted to be a team player. So I don't know what's like. He don't even belong there. Gio Reyna, on the other hand, playing half as good as he is can give you so something. You're, so basically you're saying if you're if Gio Reyna is so good, he gets to do whatever he wants? Not whatever he wants. What has he Not done? I mean, what has he done? Like, you know, people are like, oh, he's the most talented. Yeah, maybe. Like, what is his... We, we, we don't know. He sits on the bench, so we can't see. But, I mean, we we've see, see yeah, he done. came off the bench in the second half, and then what happened? And he had What's this, anybody like, done? What's he anybody had that, else? like, he, 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 he was clearly, like, uh, 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 you know, he had that shot where he, like, swung he, he swung his leg so hard he, he hit his, the back of his head. Like, he was. Yeah, you only have 45 minutes. It's always that you know, this is this is part of that whole thing where the guy who's not playing is always is Maradona. It's always but Maradona. We, can't see, we need to see him play. And they yeah, and then they play, and then it's like, oh yeah, he's not. I agree that Gio Reyna is 100 percent in the wrong. I'm not saying he shouldn't be unpunished. However, it seemed like Greg was giving it to the players to make the take the decision. And to me, that's very unhealthy. I don't love that that people only three years older than me with a club. Like, I'm worried that the whole culture thing, I'm worried, is it a culture or is it a club? You know what I mean? There is a difference. And I'm very worried that it's becoming one versus the other. And I think for that reason alone, I would love to, you know, if I'm Geo, I don't want to play for Greg anymore. I mean, f screw that guy. It, may, it embarrassed me and I went in the press about it. I was very young, whatever. I don't want to play for him again. I'm waiting for the next coach. Um, that's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit of a diva. Uh, but I'm also playing for Borussia Dortmund. I'm not playing for freaking New York Red Bulls or Enigate Cottbus or uh, Norwich City or any of those other world beater clubs. You know what I'm saying? 
you know, with other teams like Leo Messi and Neymar, like I know Messi, I know Reyna is no Messi. It's funny because technically Reyna probably could have been on this roster, the Argentinian roster, if he, if he, if he chose a call-up. But, but Messi is in charge of the Federation. Like he challenges the Federation. Uh, he gets what he wants, and it works. And they're about to win a world, they want a Copa America. There's a good chance they're going to win a World Cup. I'm not saying you have to like it, but at the end of the day, the most talented players you got, you have to make them feel good. I don't know. I don't understand the idea of why like someone would challenge them and punish them and sit them on the bench just to teach them a lesson. Meanwhile, we're losing games and we're getting eliminated early. What's the real reason we're here? We waited eight and a half years. What's the real reason we're here? To do an exercise in discipline or to win and try to be as good as we can be? You know? I don't know. I just feel there's more nuance to it than just like, oh, we should respect his coach. and Then the coach will have to exhibit behavior to be respected. Yeah. But it's not black and white. I will tell you that. It is pretty gray. And I do think Greg and Gio both did bad. And I think Greg did bad by speaking afterwards. I think Gio did bad by acting out like a whiny, whiny little baby. So, you know. Everybody sucks. <laughs> Should Greg have handled it better? I think so. I don't like this last part where he was public about it. I don't like where he lied during press conferences about like, oh, he's injured and stuff. I don't. I don't but like that. It was yet. this is okay. I what yeah. say it? I'm, I'm. I don't. This is not that big a deal to me. This whole thing. I feel like. You know, it's like it was handled. It's too bad. It's coming out, but these things do come out. It's going to be forgotten next week. I don't know. Everybody's going to move on. I'm. I'm. This doesn't really change my opinion about about him or or anyone one way or another. So, so you the whole like being the whole, being, the whole like being years. injured thing. He's trying to be kind to Geo. No, he's saying like, oh, he's not a hundred percent. So that he doesn't say like, oh yeah, well his attitude sucks, so that's why he's not playing. Well, he so, clearly didn't control him because Gio said like five minutes later, "Oh, I'm a hundred percent." So like, there's something going on between the two of them. Greg needs to handle it, uh, not keep it gray and let us speculate and let his players handle it. But you know, pretty much what you're saying is you still want Greg to be the next coach for the next three and a half years. I don't. I don't have an opinion about that one way or another. I think. Uh, he if he wants to maybe i don't know i don't i don't think i don't have any issue with greg berhalter as a coach i think he did well and i think he could continue if he yeah if he wants to continue and and everybody feels like that's the right thing then he should continue i don't think this is i think he's he's yeah i don't think he's uh getting the credit he deserves i would still say that and i think in this case yeah i don't know it seems like I don't. I think this is like a tempest in the in the teapot. I think it's uh, it's it's done. And I think you get if you think if you get invited to a leadership seminar, in the symposium somewhere they've never heard of, I think you're getting some credit, right? <laughs> Someone's acknowledging you for being a leader, and he was more than welcome to take that offer. He's like, what's what's the what's the uh, honorarium? Forty bucks. I'll be there. And uh, you know, he showed up, and he was very proud of himself and the things he said, and. You know, he can buy more sneakers now, I think. He can add to his larger sneaker collection. So, good for Greg. Uh, speaking of coaches and forgetting and blah, 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 is it time for us to talk a little Deutschland? A little bit? 
do we have any do we have anything left? <laughs> do, we have any well, mojo, do we have any mojo left? Well, this is so your take on Greg that this this will soften the blow. Because right. you can forget that. What blow? But can you forget the whole like you're talking about Gio and Greg says it's soccer, you forget it a week later, you move on, you play games. Now, how about this scenario? Let's say your name is Bruno Labadia, and you get hired to come in and replace the great Pellegrino Matarazzo. <laughs> the one and only. The one and only. You know, and it doesn't matter. I like how whoever they hire, American, German, whoever it is, they have to have Italian parents. Those are the rules over there. So Bruno Labadia, and uh, uh, he comes in, and they ask him about Manuel Noya breaking his leg skiing, which we'll talk about in a second. And, and he mentions two of his black players. Forgot exactly their names. Kulabali, I think, and I forgot who the other one was. Someone, he said two black players. Say, thank God those guys don't seem like people who ski. Those guys are more likely going to be at, those are more beach guys, is what he says. Essentially indicating that, thank God he has black players because black people don't ski. They're at the beach, is just what he said. As a matter of fact, not knowing, not knowing at all if they like skiing or not. It was very much just a general feeling about black players now they don't just, know what's uh, just casual uh i guess casual micro, old school micro microaggressions this is called now yeah so if you're one of those guys and you are a skier bjorn i know you love your skiing i love to ski you love your chiffon let's say you were a black player and your coach you're, you're in the middle of the slopes going down doo, 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 and then you get a tweet on your phone about bruno labadia being like bjorn isn't a ski type if you look at his skin color, you'll probably find him at the beach. How would you feel about that? Would you forgive him and go play next week? And what do you think? Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's typical German, I hear. That it's, I mean, yeah, it's like it's it's not certainly you know growing up in the eighties and nineties is certainly uh, par for the course. Like it's not. Uh, it's not. It's not an unusual. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what my parents would say. It's not. But, a, it's not the kind of thing that you would. That you would. Uh, you would be surprised to hear. But is that good man management? Should he be fired right away? What do we do with Bruno Labbadia? He hasn't coached a game for them yet. Well, again, I mean, I know. To you, according to you, this doesn't matter. But the, I, to me, always context is important. Like, where do these? How do these things come up? If he's like drunk at a bar, it was a press conference. I, yeah, it's not great. I'm going to Google this right <laughs> it's now. Not, it's not great it's at all. It's not great. It's not great. Um, uh, I think in a press conference, he was asked about the Mano Anoya situation, and that's what his response was. He's like, thank God my black players don't know what skiing is, something like that. Uh, let me get the exact quote so you can translate it. It doesn't sound as bad as me. It's maybe more of an uh, implication than what I'm saying. It's a pretty strong <laughs> implication. Perhaps Sprachgefühl. Uh, we, we need the Sprachgefühl jingle. Sprachgefühl. Um, uh, gute Nachricht in Labadia Trube. I don't know. After the Shifan thing. Anyway, I'm going to keep finding this. You okay. tell me. Th th this is response I think, to the other I don't, issue. I mean, is he going to get? Is he going to get fired? Is that what's going to happen? Is he getting fired? Yeah. I think. Find any news? An a, a sincere apology might do it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe somebody. Somebody needs to explain to him why that is not a good thing to say. 
Pretty awesome. I can't find much on it at the moment. I should have had this open beforehand. Uh, I really wish we could have got his exact quote. What is it? Bruno Labbadia. Skiing. But this is in relation to the Manuel Noya thing. What do you think about uh, Manuel Noya going skiing and breaking his leg? Well, unfortunate for him. <laughs> is it a like? Are players? I, I, I'm not mistaken. Players aren't allowed to do stuff like that. They're not allowed to do it because breaking the leg costs Bayern mentioned millions and very well, like title. You know, so their players have to stay healthy and can't do extraneous activities outside of their contract. So the minute they get, the minute our fearless captain gets eliminated from a second straight World Cup, he was a he supervised. He goes straight to skiing and breaks his leg. I mean, um. Yeah, I think I, I looked into this a little bit. They used to have a clause in their contract that they weren't allowed to ski, and then a couple of uh, years ago that changed. Um, yeah, I mean, so, it's so just he was allowed accident. to ski, is what you're saying. He was allowed, yeah, he was allowed to ski. It was okay for him to go. And so he had an accident. I mean, it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's good for Sven Ulreich. He gets plenty of minutes. He's like, another year? Hell yeah. <laughs> It's just like, no, I keep giving me years. Let's People talk about maybe bringing back Alex Nubil back from Monaco, the, the young whippersnapper that was supposed to replace Manuel Noya long-term anyway. Overall, I feel that Manuel Noya has never exhibited great captaincy, to my opinion. Maybe never exhibited than... great cap. On the Man, national you're team, you're just like you're just turning on people left and right today. Manuel Neuer has a skiing accident. He's never exhibited great cap. I have the love. Now of he can't play quote. for his club for a year. But talk about let's talk about his national team. He was a captain for the 2018, 2020, and then 2022. Three he won tournaments. A World he was Cup the captain. In 2014. He wasn't the captain. Oh, so the and then he hasn't been. He hasn't been a good. Okay. So the so the. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> these are so much to defend. You have to defend so, so many to unpack these, in these takes. So, his, his having a ski accident is a sign of being a bad captain. I think it shows bad judgment. <laughs> I think it does. Okay. He's a good goalkeeper. All right. But maybe you give the captain's arm bad to someone else. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I Do you mean, want Mano Anoya to be our goalkeeper someone's in 2024? Someone's going to get a chance. He's going to be out for the rest of the season. If I was a Bayern fan, I'd be pissed, man. The Champions League's coming of up. Of course. But I thought mean, you doing skiing. Listen, I, you can't go skiing? That that seems wrong also. I'm, I'm, you know, I definitely come down on the side of skiing is good. And True. Uh, Imagine if, he, imagine if a, he booked this before the tournament, though. Imagine if it's like he, it's like how quick do you book this? You know what I'm saying? Wasn't he supposed to beat the semifinals? He's right fucking, about now? he's he's Manuel Neuer. He makes one call and he just shows up places. He doesn't <laughs> have to. You think he has to? Oh, they're not. I'm not going to find a place to stay if I don't book this early enough. It's not like me where everything's That's sold not, out. They have nothing to offer. Yeah, me. you like, and yeah, I, we need to get bargains. Out. We need to plan ahead. Manuel Neuer decides. Oh, I wanted to go skiing this weekend, and he goes. He's also. He lives in you know Munich. Is he probably doesn't even have to book much? I yeah. have the Labadia quote. You want it? Yeah, is it the yeah? Please. When I look at our team, I can't picture many a Kulibali or Serhu Garasi somewhere on skis. Maybe I'm wrong, but I associate them more with the sun. <laughs> <laughs>
That's way better. That's way better than I thought it was. See, that is good old-fashioned racism. I mean, stereotyping. Let's say stay stereotyping. Oh, those boys, he mentioned them too specifically. He's like, those boys I associate with the sun. He didn't even say the beach. He just said the sun in general. Yeah, the sun. Whereas my dad would say... The sun, they're not a... I mean... He's not wrong in the sense that skiing does have a diversity problem. It's really overwhelmingly white people out there. And I but think I will that's... say his logic is flawed, though. I mean, skiing's got more sun than anything, right? It bounces off the white snow. There's you lots, of, there's lots of sun. In, well, I guess, yeah, that's not what he's talking about. But yeah, I, know. So. I mean, I think and there's many there's many people in the skiing industry who are trying to do something about this and, and have um, get 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 other get all kinds of all sorts of people to go skiing there's these indoor ski areas now all over the right. country being built Qatar? trying to promote this you, Qatar you as well should, yep we should fly to Qatar and go skiing there and invest in the Qatari future Not you need to invest it. in that country you and me no anyway So, 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 so now what's next for, what's next for He's not going to get fired for that, I don't think. Just an apology? Is he going to apologize or something? Probably. He has to say, or at least, I don't know, or at least clarify. It's a, it's pretty, it's innocuous enough. It's not like, there's there's enough, I think there's enough qualifiers in there that he's going to be okay. Yeah, I will say, I just think it's funny. Uh, okay, so last but this is here the from old Daniel school. Young. This is the kind of thing. This is the kind of thing that we. This is the, the kind of the, stuff you hear you in hear, Germany. You hear in Germany all the time. Yeah. In Dwayne De Rosario's book, it's Dwayne De Rosario, great Canadian soccer player in his own right, who is I think Trinidadian by background or Surinamese, something like that, yeah. uh, somewhere in the Caribbean, but not Jamaica. Uh, before his first professional contract was in Germany, he signed a small. Contract with a small German club. I forgot the name of it. Tiny club. And him and this other guy, also I think from Canada or somewhere, was also signed. And they were both Caribbean uh, 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 descent Canadians, but not Jamaican. Mm -hmm. And the newspaper said, this team just got itself a couple new Jamaican players. (laughs) Dwayne DeRosario. And uh, the other guy, I forgot the other guy. So I wish you the best of luck. <laughs> that was like in the newspaper. Yeah, there's a lot of that kind of, There's a lot of... It also used to be... Uh, and then there was no uh, retraction, nothing. The blue paper was like, who cares? Jamaican, Trinidadian, same difference. Yeah. Also, a lot of... Most people in Germany would will just use Chinese as a synonym for Asian. <laughs> like any every Asian person is Chinese, according to... And yeah, there's defense, a, that's not just German. I think you get that in Spanish too. I think you get that a lot of stuff. But perhaps, perhaps, yeah. But I mean, we live in know, a new we time. We can all, we can all, we can all do better. We live in it. The world's gotten smaller. We no longer live in like completely homogenous societies where we can just right. make fun of everybody. We can all do Google, a little better. Google is our friend. Google is our friend. There's yeah. a lot to learn. Not every, not every Asian person is Chinese. Not every yeah. black person is Jamaican. That's just a dude that um, hangs out on the beach. It's Jamaican. That's true. <laughs> it only goes to the. Oh, that's true. You know, we're all. Uh, uh, it's a. It's a big world out there. Big world. Will Sean uh, Johnson sign yeah. a contract with Bayer now for two million euros? Says Daniel. I hope. Is that does. a rumor? There's no way that's real. No, that's not real. Daniel rumor. Young is starting just that rumor. With us. I Maybe mean, Sean Johnson. Sean Johnson's yeah. out of contract. This is a, something that we can. Uh, 
Save for our. We haven't talked about. We haven't. We we will. I mean, we're running out of time here. But yeah, all of there's a lot of rumors about NYCFC players leaving. We may not have much of a squad next season. We'll see. Well, that'll get dealt with at appropriate time. I think right now we got a World Cup coming out. Uh, We will see you guys next. We got games. Hold on. Before we, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to ask you one trivia question. What streak? We have a streak going since 1982 that's going to continue through this World Cup. It started in 1982. Did I say 92? I meant 82. You said 82. In 1982, we had uh, uh, the final was uh, Germany against Italy. And uh, back then, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge was playing for Inter Milan. And so there were some Bayern players and some Inter Milan players going against each other. And since then, since 1982, every final in the World Cup had at least has it has had at least one player of either Bayern or Inter Milan, and that Was is this, going to continue. Did you answer the trivia question before I could answer it? What's the question? That's the. It's not a question. It's a fact. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, trivia usually means okay. I guess the trivia factoid. Yeah, oh. I, I think Bayern mentioned have four. Well, you would have guessed this. In the no. Semis. No, not at all. No. Uh, I, all you have to do is say, say Bayern Inter for me. Like, Aha, that's right. Yeah, I think there are four Bayern players in the semis on all four on all four teams. I think. Yeah. Right. We or already we already uh, three, three. I though. think Bayern has three. This is a Croatian because then... the Moroccan player, the defense, and then uh, I think two French players. Yes, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, um, three French players. The Bundesliga is definitely gonna win a World Cup. There's a Bundesliga player on every team left. But Every there's time, also, uh, um, yeah, so that's the inter Bayern streak is also going to hold. Anyway, nice. here we Good go. Good on those two clubs. Good on those two clubs. Inter Milan maybe signing Anthony Robinson, maybe? Let's get thought of that. Anyway, yeah. we will see you after the semis, talk semis, uh, which will be either a Wednesday or a Thursday night, maybe, right? You'll see Sounds on good. our... You'll see on our thing probably Wednesday night. Probably Watch the space, as they say. Watch the space. All right, everyone. Tschüss. Auf Wiedersehen. Bis nächste Woche. Bis Donnerstag. Oder bis Mittwoch. Bis Mittwoch. Bis Mittwoch. Donnerstag. Who knows?